This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by the Barbecue Institute. Take your barbecue to the next level with the Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Visit BBQInstitute.com and register for classes today. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you'll really, really love. Grilling with pellets. Green Mountain Pellet Grills are the top of the line, best of the best, but not the highest in price. And be sure to check out all of their flavor rubs, sauces, and pellets for the Green Mountain Grill all on their website. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to peruse the entire product's portfolio. And buy Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets, two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that perfect combination of BTU burn and sweet, succulent smoke you're looking to get all over your meat. A wide variety of flavors, so please go to the website to check it out and get yours today. Barbecuers Delight, which is bbqrsdelight.com. This is Chris Payne from Euclid, Ohio, and you are listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Gang, welcome to another edition of the really big Barbecue Central Show. We originate from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. 
And this is a show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you want to get in touch with the show at some point this evening, you're more than welcome to do so. And you do it one of two ways. It is a toll-free call, 877-448-0433. There's also a free email address, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Those are your two ways to get in touch with the show, should you see fit to join in. All that I ask, of course, is that you can uh, somehow coordinate a sentence that sounds somewhat coherent and brings some type of value to the show, whether it be through the email or through a telephone call. And again, the number 877-448-0433 and the email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Let me show you the uh, shirt tonight, Left Coast Q. Very unique shirt. Got a lot of talk about it from the uh, softball ladies tonight. You have a pig. Oh, wait, you have a cow. Oh, you have a chicken on your shirt. You know, when you're 11, wild animals on shirts are all the rage. Matt Dalton and the uh, group over there for giving me the shirt. Uh, I've had it for a little while now. I wear it from time to time. Always get a lot of compliments on it. Love wearing the cool shirts. And uh, so thank you to Matt and uh, the guys over at Left Coast Q. Uh, here's what's happening tonight, in case you didn't get the newsletter. First and foremost, if you uh, didn't get it and you're wondering where the hell would I get such a thing, very easy. Just jump on over to the website, thebbqcentralshow.com, and then right towards the top right of the navigation, it'll say newsletter. Pop in an email address, bang, you're set up. Every Tuesday between 3 and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you get a little heads up on who's going to be on the show. And coming up in about 13 minutes from now, Danny Kugel, the pitmaster of Pitbulls Up and Smoke, will be joining me. We're going to talk a little bit about, well, two, three weeks ago when we were finishing out the competition roundtables, Pork Edition, Danny was supposed to be on that panel. You would recall that Danny never picked up the phone. We got a voicemail. I left him the voicemail. Well, a couple days later, got the inside scoop from Danny himself and a little bout of food poisoning which brought up a topic that we should probably hit every so often. And no better person to talk to about food safety than Danny Kugel, who's fresh off a bout of food poisoning. Pitbulls up in smoke doing very well in the competition scene again this year. So we'll get a little insight into how he got into the whole barbecue scene on top of the food safety stuff. 35 past the hour, pitmaster of barbecue and the winner of the Hendersonville, Tennessee Regional Sam's Club Series, Bubba Latimer, joins me to recap that event. And then we'll move into the 10 o'clock hour. Chris Lilly, Big Bob Gibsons, joins me around 14 minutes past 10 o'clock, give or take. He's got some volleyball commitments with his daughter uh, that are kind of like a traveling thing, and we want to make sure that he's going to be in. But from all accounts, everything is good to go. We're going to be talking to him about a very unique competition that he took part in and won over in Oakland, California this past weekend called Bare Bones Barbecue. I think this could lead to at least four or ten more conversations over the course of the weeks and the months ahead. I asked Meathead about it last week, about this grassroots movement of trying to bring barbecue back to what some would consider a more traditional setting, the more traditional roots of what some people think barbecue is supposed to be like, and the Bare Bones Barbecue would definitely fall into that. The next event that is going to be in, in similar sanction is going to be the uh, the King of the Smoker, which was uh, put on by Sterling Ball in December. So that one's coming up as well. But uh, talk to Chris about the event. He'll give us a little insight there, what it was like to win, and then maybe get 
a little idea from him about evolution of barbecue as he has seen it over the last handful of years and what he has coming up, all that great stuff. So Pitmaster, Big Bob Gibson's Chris Lilly, 14 past 10 o'clock. And then helping me close out the show, a guy that shows up every so often, Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue. Uh, they will be competing in the finals of the Sam's Club Series in Bentonville, Arkansas. They moved through their regional top 10, uh, do through every regional top 10 move on. And uh, we will talk to him about that. But more importantly, he's got some big things to announce. So that's what you have to look forward to tonight. All right, uh, here we go. Survey Tuesday questions quickly. If you can tell me this, by the way, and I'll look either on the email or if you want to call in, Three Eyes has guaranteed five pounds of rub to the winner. If you can tell me this, what is the Three Eyes stat for grand championships to number of events this year? X grand champions, X events, you get five pounds of rub. So there's your first question. Uh, Question number two. Can't believe I'm going to say that, but it's back. I saw it on my Facebook. Somebody posted it. Do you eat the McRib? Do you eat the McRib? I know I don't. Don't lie like I know you want it. You guys come clean. Gone Hogan. That is wrong. Not 10 out of 19. Uh, question number three. Saw this on a website. Figured I'd enter it in to see what you guys. How many days in a row do you think you could eat barbecue? Every day from now on until you die, uh, three days a week. How many days in a row do you, or not three days in a row, but three days in a row. How many days in a row do you think you could eat nothing but barbecue from the time you get up till the time you go to bed? Give me an honest number. Give me a, five, give me a good number. Uh, five pounds of one, five pounds of rub. No. Uh, oh, here we go. Fred recapping the Survey Tuesday questions. All right. Q by the Sea was a contest that took place in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, and wouldn't you know it, who took part in that? Three Eyes Barbecue. What did they do? They won. That's all they do. They win. They don't let anybody else win. They've decided they're going to be doing all the winning. Uh, also, the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour regional event, regional qualifier to get down to Bentonville, took place in Hendersonville, Tennessee this past weekend. Winning, and again, I guess we'll have in about 30 minutes from now, Bubba Q, Bubba Latimer, Warren County Pork Choppers move on as well. So does Everglades Seasoning Barbecue, Swig and Pig, Good Buddies Barbecue, Q and Stewin and Bruin, Wooly Bully Barbecue Mafia, Swamp Boys, uh, Rob Bagby, or Rub as you guys call, and Smoke and Butt Crew uh, round out the uh, top ten. So congratulations to them. All moving on to the finals in Bentonville, Arkansas, October 13th. If you're so inclined to check that out. Now I have something here that I want to show you. Oh no. Did I did I take it off? Oh boy, I hate when this happens. All right, now I gotta find it. And how do I want to do that? New tab. Let's go to YouTube. No, I don't want to go to YouTube. I should probably go to my email real quick. And then see if I can pull it up. If you haven't seen it, if you follow Danielle Domofsky of DivaQ, you may or may not have seen this. But I, I will show it to you regardless. And hold on, hold on. Let me get it, let me get it paused. Let me get it paused. All right. 
Let me get a little Checkers call his attacks. Pants oh, Josh Mandel getting he may be annihilated. The most dishonest candidate in the he may country. be. He may now be. Now Josh is lying about his own record. Right, we'll skip the, this ad. Here we go. Danielle's uh, new for show. For me, it's all about barbecue. Eleven states, thirty-two cities, five barbecue competitions, and barbecue crawling with my friends. That is meat magic. Check that out. I'm gonna try every single barbecue joint I can come across. We don't use any cutlery. We're not a bunch of wusses. I'm gonna meet pitmasters. I'm gonna experience the culture because I can't get enough barbecue. I'll get out of your way because you got a big night. Big night. When it's time to compete, it's time to compete. When it's time to socialize, it's time to socialize. She's screaming No matter where you go, no matter what you do, barbecue people are some of the best people in the world. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. All right, so what do you think? Is it something that, uh, well, here's what I wonder. Are you uh, are you going to be seeing, by the way, good job, good sizzle reel. Makes me want to watch, not just because I know it. I'm definitely interested in that. would love to see how that shakes out. Uh, is that just going to be Canadian? Like, are we going to be able to see that, like, wherever? And I hope it's wherever. I want to miss that. Because you're, get you're getting to see her uh, compete, obviously, and then you're also getting to see her give her take on barbecue restaurants. I'd be interested to see it. I should probably lob an email over to Danielle and see exactly if that's going to be just a Canadian show or if we're going to be able to pick up here in the States. Time will tell. We'll get to Danny Kugel here in just a minute. Uh, beginning. First, let me talk to you quickly about Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Look, there are unsavory business people and creeping marauders on each and every turn of the Internet. I think we can all agree on that by now. And sometimes you're looking for barbecue and grilling items that just aren't stocked anywhere in your hometown or the next town over or the next town over from that, for crying out loud. What are you going to do? You're either going to go online and buy it or you're going to go without it. So now that Internet grip starts to set in, the hands start to sweat, the neck tightens. You've been jammed up on the Internet purchases before. You don't want it to happen again. After all, this is your hard-earned money that you are spending. You want to feel confident that the company you're buying from is honest and fair. Put all that to rest. Great news. Let Fred Bernardo and the gang over at Tasty Licks Barbecue relieve you of your internet buying stresses. Tasty Licks has one of the most complete inventories of barbecue and grilling items anywhere on the face of the earth. All the items that you see on Fred's website are in stock. They are ready to ship to you directly. So be confident. Now, are there other places on the internet that might have the item cheaper, perhaps? Or are you 100% confident that you are actually going to get the item you buy? How long is it going to take to get to you? All great questions that no one can answer with 100% assurity. That's why when you buy from Tasty Lakes Barbecue Supply, the items are in the store. They ship to you promptly, and everything in the store is priced fairly. Help. You want to try and work out a special deal with Fred Bernardo? He's a businessman. Sure, he will feel the call. You guys can have some type of conversation. Work it out from there. Who knows? Now, Tasty Lakes carries grills and smokers, ceramic cookers, electric cookers, various charcoal types, wood chunks and chips, cookbooks, accessories, if they don't have it, you don't need it. And on top of all that, Fred carries many of the other show sponsors in the store as well. So it's almost like you're doing this two-for-one thing. You're shopping for a sponsor's product at a sponsor store. It's great. It's best of both worlds. And don't forget that Tasty Licks has their own line of rubs and sauces as well. So head on over to Tasty Licks. 
barbecue.com. That's tastylicksbbq.com. And let the confidence exude from your fingertips as you make online purchases. And then enjoy the items upon delivery. Don't forget that Fred and the gang are there to help you after the sale as well. Nothing more frustrating than buying a product, thinking you're going to be able to hook it up, and then you realize you're inept and you can't do it. Lob a call over to Fred, one of his many trusted associates. He'll have you up and running in no time. TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's uh, Fred Bernardo and Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. We're coming back with Danny Kugel right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are coming back almost 14 past the hour. You want to jump in? 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. I love when it goes like. Danko Jones on the bump in. Hit your wonder. All right, my first guest tonight was planning on taking part in that pork roundtable a few weeks back, but food poisoning had other plans for him. Currently ranked third in pork. And 24th overall, KCBS Team of the Year. And tonight we talk a little food safety, among some other things. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and grab Pitmaster of Pitbulls up in smoke. First time of the show, Danny Kugel joining me. Danny, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine, sir. Thanks for joining me and, uh, and taking the time tonight, Danny. And I, I guess before we get into the, the main portion of the interview, and, and we're going to be talking a little bit about food safety and cross-contamination, all that stuff, you know, for the folks that maybe aren't as familiar with you, maybe a little bit about yourself, and then, of course, how you got in this whole barbecue mess. Well, you know, we've got uh, pit bulls up in smoke. Um, they've been competing for, uh, what, two and a half years. Came out you know, strong, and we've been doing well ever since we started. Uh, we even got a um, Pitbull's BBQ school, or a pitbullsschool.com uh, for, a, you know, barbecue school that you can get online, and it's it's thriving and doing very well. And we're headed to the Royal um, next week in the Invitational, and the... Uh, the World Food Championship Invitational. Danny, what was the impetus to get you into competition? Did you have some friends that did it? Uh, did you see that there was an event around you and you decided to, to give it a whirl? Or were you in like the restaurant business of barbecue and decided to jump in? Where's the the spark for you? Well, Greg, I was I was actually helping out a couple of buddies, and I never even heard of barbecue competitions or, and whatnot. And they asked me to come and cook a pork butt because I was a pretty good cook you know, around the uh, the neighborhood, and I said, okay, and we went down there, and I looked around, and they said, you know, these guys do this every weekend, and I was like, really? I mean, I found it hard to believe that actually, you know, these people got together and cooked every weekend like this in competition. So we cooked that night, and uh, it was one of those, you know, nights where we stayed up all night drinking, and I dumped a little bit of this in there, and I put a little bit of that on there, and I put a little bit of this. I could never recreate what I did that night, <laughs> but... <laughs> But, but but at the end of the day, uh, 
I could really see the next morning and walk to the stage when my name got called for uh, I took first place pork butt. Hook, line, and sinker. I don't know how I won that, but uh, I pulled it off. and I was like, you know what? That wasn't wasn't so hard. So that's where it started. Danny Kugel joining me here on the show. Uh, Danny, the other thing that I'm always endlessly fascinated with is barbecue team names. Where does Pit Bulls Up and Smoke come from? Well, a pit bulls is um, actually not a pit bull as in a dog, but a bull as in bovine. You know, where, you know, a, a, a bull with horns and gotcha. whatnot. So it was a pit bulls, and it was a couple of us guys there. So we were the pit bulls. And after going through and looking up our name uh, in KCBS, we saw there was another pit bulls. So I said, well, let's just call it pit bulls up and smoke, and uh, that's how the name stuck. And after that, we went out and. Um, Let's see. Last year we we did very well, and we picked up a few sponsors, uh, Moore's Marinade and Royal Oak, and a few others. And uh, we decided to get the name uh, registered, so we got a registered trademark. Uh, Bubba actually uh, gave me the advice to get go out there and get my name um, registered, and and we took off from there. So you're third in pork right now, as we said, KCBS for that category. You know, it's probably one of the categories that has given a lot of top pitmasters fits this year with uh, inconsistency. Can you attribute your success to you know one or two things or three things? Give you us a little insight on why you're being so successful at pork this year. Well, you know, I I really suffered with pork um, I, last year, and I mean, I was going one, two, three and tanking in my pork. It cost me, I would say, about six or seven grand. I got about six or seven reserves uh, because of it. And uh, I turned to a friend of mine, uh, Mike from QAL, and I said, Mike, you know, I don't know what I'm doing here. And being a, new, a newcomer to the business and whatnot, he took me under his wing and gave me some pointers, and he pointed me in a direction. And then I was lucky enough to pick up uh, Chris Lilly's cookbook, and I read all about the way he cooks cooks his pork and, and uh, started looking at his recipes and whatnot. Quite frankly, Chris Lilly's cookbook was the foundation of my my success in all my categories. Uh, Chris Lilly's cookbook is, is uh, I, mean, I think it should be, it's, you know, one of those things that all pitmasters should get and, um, and look at and, and um, really study. But anyway, I, got, I went through that, and then I just started to keep it simple. And... Um, Spoke to Chris a little bit more in person about the way he cooks his pork. After all, he's he is um, eight-time world champion in pork, and uh, so I figured I'd take whatever advice he gave me and combined it. And I'm gonna be honest with you, you know, I just keep it very simple, and um, and that's that's the whole. I mean, to me, that's the secret. I mean, just treat it like pork, and it's a delicate meat, and. Um, don't overdo it. Don't over inject it. Don't over season it. Don't try to change its flavor um, by injecting it full of things that are, that shouldn't be in there. Just let it be itself and uh, and and cook slow and and low and and it it comes out perfect every time. Danny Kugel joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Pit Bulls Up and Smoke, uh, currently third in pork right now. Danny, have you started messing around at all, or have you ever experimented with the? You know, this new age of pork that's starting to get a little bit more run now, the Berkshire, the Heritage-style hogs, or you just take whatever's at the big box store? Well, I've tried all of those. And in my, I, my, for me, I found them to be too high of a quality pork 
for me to have a consistent product every time I cooked. Um, for me, either they fell apart or if you know if I cooked for them to 185 degrees, they came out four different consistencies. None of them came out the same. Um, so I learned right away, you know, for me that uh, those high dollar um, forks and those those really good cuts of meat for me didn't come out consistently every time when I went one, two, three, and this was my result. That didn't happen. So I just stuck with plain old IBP butts out of uh, Restaurant Depot, and and I've had great success with them because they're pretty much uh, consistent every time. The the meat, the marbling, and the and the um and the fat content. Did you ever take part in a barbecue class or you know take under private lessons or anything like that when you were starting to come up to kind of to hone the craft at all, or did you not bother with any of that? Well, I I started out cooking by myself. Um, learning things the hard way. Um, I did make a few friends along the way. Um, I was I was I was lucky enough to have made a friend in um, Bubba Lattimore. Um, he we went out and cooked. A, I, I cooked together one time. Uh, it was an FBA. I didn't learn much. I, I learned. I mean, I knew how to cook. I mean, my pork and my whatnot. And and really, the way Bubba does his thing, I really I can't. I tried it. and It doesn't really work for me. But what I took away from him was how to compete how to be organized, how to lay your stuff out, how to be prepared when you, for your next um, step. You know, when you get done with chicken, have everything laid out ready for your ribs and then have everything laid out ready for your pork and, and how to move smoothly and, and consistently and, and be organized. Uh, that was something I didn't know how to do. And, and he's extremely efficient when he, um, when he competes in the way he does stuff. And, and I, I, was, I was lucky enough to have learned that from him. And there have been a few other people along the way that have um, – that have given me, a, you know, a, a few little nuggets along the way that have showed me some stuff. And, you know, I, I was able to uh, prosper from that. Danny Kugel joining me here on the show. All right, Danny, so let's transition a little bit out of the, the competition thing and, and more into the subject matter for the next uh, 10 minutes or so. <clears throat> and that's food safety. And it seems, I guess, basic to a certain degree. But as I mentioned in the open, you know, you were going to be on the Pork Butt Roundtable, uh, the last portion of those competition roundtables I did a couple weeks ago. You came down with some food poisoning instead. What exactly happened to you? Well, I'll tell you what happens. Everybody knows that meat has to be at a certain temperature. You know, that being said, we, we let's, let's move past that. What happens is this. I've got my sodas and my water and everything in a clean, sterile environment in, in my cooler. Uh, buddy comes by and says, look, I want to store some stuff in your cooler because I don't have room in mine anymore. I said, no problem. He dumps his stuff in my cooler. I get something to drink out of there. I get sick. I get sick because he had meat, chicken, pork, something in that cooler that his drinks came out of. Um, and that's how, that's how you get sick. Um, I've had fellas that came to cook with me and I wasn't around when they showed up. So they took their beverages and they put them in a, you know, the, the, the guy next door's cooler. And when I showed up, they took the stuff out of their cooler and they put it in my cooler. And I mean, that's all it takes. And, uh, it's happened to me a few times and I've gotten pretty strict about what happens. And I keep, I've got a refrigerator in my, in my, uh, in my trailer and I keep all my beverages, my sodas, my water and whatnot in, in my, in my refrigerator. And, and I just, I just refuse to drink from somebody else unless I know them personally, like 
you know, but, you know, me and Bubba compete a lot together on the same search because so we'll drink from each other and these kind of things. But every now and then, I'll get zapped by 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 by, by myself, but by somebody else's um, thoughts. You know, not being thoughtful enough to uh, make sure that his meat was in one cooler and his beverages were in another cooler. I mean- and uh, dirty cooler water will get you every time. I mean, you come down with salmonella, botulism, E. coli, and uh, they're not fun to get. And I've I've gotten the shakes. Uh, I've come down with the shakes three times in the past two years, and it's expensive. And you you know you spend a a, a good amount of time on uh, antibiotics because of it. Now, and again, you know, I said it before. It seems so basic, Danny. But I, I guess if we're all being honest with each other. Uh, we're probably not always taking the best steps every single time to prevent that. So if you could, uh, aside from maybe some steps that you've already done, it could you lay out some best practices for us so we don't end up sick or worse? You know, you have a party, and you have people come over, they end up throwing up, or they're kind of in a similar situation as you were a few weeks back. Well, to, you know, you, the only thing you can do is protect yourself um, from other people. And, and what I do is I make – I don't – if I'm going to get something from somebody else, I'm going to make sure I rinse it off well before I put it to my mouth. Or um, I don't I don't accept beverages from somebody unless I know them well and I'm and I'm and I'm very secure about where it came from. Um, other than that, if you're going to store, you know, when you get your cooler ready, you need to clean it out with uh, what what I do is I use uh, Clorox spray, spray down my cooler, let it sit for a minute, then just rinse it out with a with a hose. Put my beverages in there. Put my ice in there, and uh, and I keep that clean. Um, before I reach in there to get something out, I make sure that my I wash my hands and and they're clean so that my hands, the, the, my dirty hands, don't go in and contaminate the water or the ice that uh, my beverages are in. And that's a very good way to keep uh, keep your stuff clean and, and to stay healthy. Danny Kugel joining me here on the show, pitmaster of pit bulls. Up in smoke, they are currently third overall in pork, 24th overall KCBS team of the year right now. Uh, Danny, when you started out this year, did you have aspirations of, of chasing down a, a KCBS team of the year honor, or is this kind of something that you've just kind of found yourself in? No, I, I definitely, I, there was no doubt in my mind that I would be in the top 25. In fact, I, I plan on finishing out the year a lot better than, than um, 24th. I mean, I was sitting around uh, fourth or fifth there for a while, and, you know, we had about three weeks off here in Georgia, so, you know, everybody else had a couple of competitions, got some higher scores that, that they were able to replace. Um, but we've got a bunch of contests here in Georgia coming up, I mean, our season is really going to kick off with about five or six contests, almost back to back. And I plan on uh, I plan on doing very well in those contests and getting myself back up in the, at least in the top ten before the year's out. Now, you said you were going to be going to the American Royal Invitational as well. Are you cooking the open portion too, or just the invitational part? Well, you know, you know, you got to cook the open because if you don't, you got to be out by a certain time on Saturday. So, absolutely, I'm going to cook the. Uh, I'm cooking the invitational, and I'm going to stay and cook the cook the uh, the open. And um, I'm sitting in in spot uh, 706 in um, B in B lot. All right, 706 in the B lot. So if you're going to be uh, by that portion of the area, go ahead and say hi to Danny Kugel, but not during turning time. We'll probably cut you with a knife. Now, look, uh, <laughs> Danny, you're going to be cooking the invitational. So you're looking at 100 plus teams. You turn around the next day, you're going to be cooking. I heard it was almost 600 teams this year, and there's actually like 60 or 70 teams on a waiting list. So it could be, you know, if they had the room, it could be like 700 teams. Do you cook different? 
for the second day than you're going to be cooking for the first day just because of the sheer amount of influx of extra teams? No. And you got you can't let that get in your mind either. You know, you got to keep you know you just have to approach it as a as a contest that I'm used to doing. It's 75 to 100 teams, and go in there and cook your cook and do the same thing that you did on the uh, in the invitation. On and uh, I play. I mean, I don't, there's no reason why I shouldn't do well at the uh, at the Royal. Um, the only thing that might cause me a problem maybe is uh, the flavor, flavor profiles in my sauce because. Uh, I don't I don't use stuff like blues hog and whatnot and I from what I understand they're they're pretty partial to that up there but um I think I'll do I think we will do well and we'll just stay focused and do the same thing we did on the um in the invitational. If you are able to cook everything that you want to exactly how you want to you get it to the right tables and you're able to be called as grand champion for either the invitational or the open which one would you take and why? I would definitely take the Invitational. I would take the Invitational because um, I like. I've never been one to go out and cherry pick and find me contests that are out of the way. That first time contests or contests where they've got a bunch of guys that are really backyard teams that are competing as pros. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that do that, and I've always picked the hard contests. I like to c- compete against the best in the world. We do that a lot here in Georgia. Some of the best cooks in the world are here in Georgia, and and, and they come to Georgia to compete. Um, and to me, it would be a great honor to to come to take the grand or even top five at the uh, at the Invitational and um, compete against the best in the world. So this is obviously going to dovetail into this question because it's one that I ask every year around this time because we're coming into really the, the massive events of the barbecue season. If you could win the American Royal Invitational or a couple of weeks after that, you could win the Jack Daniels World Championship. Do you have a preference there? I mean, obviously you want to win both, but would you rather win the Jack or the American Royal Invite and why? Well, if I got invited to the Jack, I, I mean, I want to win every contest I go to. Of course. So, I mean, but if I had a choice out of either one, it would definitely be the Royal. <clears throat> I mean, the Jack, I mean, look at, let's be honest, you know, you got, a bunch of pungs in a box, you know, they pull out the, the thing, they, they, you know, you, you, you're competing against whoever they pull out of there. I mean, everybody's earned the right to be there, um, but, you know, you, it's kind of, you know, that's how that's done. And then the way it's set up, you know, I, I would prefer to, I mean, the Royal is the Royal, is the royal you know. There's, I mean, it's the American Royal. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, you can't do better than that. Danny Kugel joining me here on the show. Again, uh, Pitmaster of Pitbulls Up in Smoke, currently third in Pork, and 24th overall KCBS Team of the Year. Danny, appreciate you coming on tonight. Thanks for doing it. Thank you, sir. You got it. There he is, Danny Kugel. Pitbulls Up in Smoke. Little food safety there. I was like, man, you know what is going on? I'm calling this guy, and he's not picking up during the show, and he didn't answer emails back, and I was like, you just forget that you're on the best barbecue TV radio show ever on the face of the earth. And then he called me the next day. Had a little food poison. I can't imagine being zapped a couple times. I've never even had it. I'm not even going to say it. But you know what I was about to say. Let me show you this. So uh, Danny Kugel, Pitbulls Up in Smoke. Uh, The website, pitbullsupinsmoke.com, if you want to check them out. Uh, I got a business card from uh, Rod Gray. You can see it. It's sitting right there in front of you. A little behind-the-scenes look here. I thought this was unique. 
Maybe you've seen it before. But it is a uh, it's a poker chip. So you have you know pellet envy right there. Then you flip that bad boy around. My hands are kind of big. And then, you know, there you go. Rod Gray, Pitmaster, and then you have the telephone and the website and all that stuff. Now, I mean, you know, if we're being honest, is it something that you could lose in a heartbeat? Absolutely. This is going to get lost a hell of a lot easier than a traditional business card, but unique. Tension getter, definitely something that's cool. So I just wanted to show you since I was been sitting on the top of my refrigerator for like 15 months not 15 months like six months look practice good cooler hygiene don't be taking drinks from people that you don't know and don't put drinks in your meat coolers if you're at competitions even if you're home don't start mixing and and matching stuff and for crying out loud you're just risking safety to yourself and others who needs that you don't want the, the shakes the dts of food poison Right here it is. I talk to you about him each and every week. He's probably not typically considered to be somebody you would think of when it comes to barbecue and grilling, except for the fact that I talk about him each and every week. And here it is uh, for those that are watching on the television. Uh, it's Stephen DeFranco, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Look at this beautiful timepiece right here. This is the bowl of a precisionist. Oh, come on, focus in on it. And uh, so this is your middle line. Watch right here. And what I like and, and why I like dealing with Steve is that he has the ability to uh, customize this watch. So you can see at the top left and right, the bottom left, right, there's little lugs. Uh, those do not come painted. He has an artisan in his shop that has the ability to match paint. You can see the red on the inside of the face amongst the uh, carbon fiber layers, uh, which is the black part. This lady can match the paint on the inside of the dial and then paint the lugs, customize the luck. Are you kidding me? That is phenomenal. It gives that extra push over the edge for this watch. Uh, Again, middle of the line here. So it's not going to break the bank. You're going to be saving a huge amount of money. And all you have to do is go to stephendefranco.com. That's stephendefranco.com. Peruse the inventory, as I always tell you each and every week. And then once you find something that you like, call them on the phone directly. 440-943-2700. 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. And you tell them you're a barbecue brother or sister or tell them you're a fan of the show and that you listen to it each and every week and you hear them talk about, uh, you hear me talk about these great watches and that I'm showing all the watches that I have and this and that. I pay for my watches. Here's the best part. The two watches that I have, believe it or not, cost less than the, uh, the Accutron that I have. Like two for one. Crazy savings. And you can do it. StephenDefranco.com. And then you call 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve. Ask for Steve directly. You're dealing right with the owner of the whole company. And he will take care of you. 440-943-2700. Maybe you have a special event coming up. Maybe you want to buy a little something nice for you. Or maybe you got to get out of the doghouse. Steve has your back. Everything ships free as well. Stephen DeFranco, stephendefranco.com. We'll come back with Bubba Latimer to recap the big win to Hendersonville, Tennessee. When we come back, you're listening to the Barbie Central Radio Show right here on the Barbie Central Radio Networks.
smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Moonshine Band, Suburban Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio. Bring a jukebox for my outlaws. Bring me three shots. Sorry, 37 past the hour. 877 Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. My next guest this hour was in Hendersonville, Tennessee this past weekend. Taking part in the Sam's Club Regional Final. Also runs very successful barbecue restaurants. Here to recap their win and the event itself. Pitmaster of Barbecue. Go ahead and race over to the hotline. Welcome back, friend of the show, Bubba Latimer. Bubba, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Greg. How about you? Oh, absolutely fantastic, Bubba. I appreciate you asking, and uh, thanks for joining me tonight. You know, you make it through the uh, local round and Sam's Club qualifier. Where did you uh, actually qualify locally to, to move on to the regional? Uh, we did our local event here in Marietta. Um, I think we placed uh, fifth or sixth here uh, when we did one. All right, so kind of just uh, squeaking into the regional. And then, of course, this past weekend in Hendersonville, Tennessee, with 30 teams looking to move on to the finals, Bubba, you were able to pull that win off, punch your ticket to go down Bentonville, Arkansas, next month to take part in the finals. As you kind of look back, you've had a couple days away from it. How did the cook go for you, and was there anything out of the, uh, out of the ordinary that you had to contend with? You know, this past weekend up in Hendersonville, uh, excuse me, up in Hendersonville, you know, extremely tough crowd of cooks that we had up there. Um, you know, anybody up there uh, could very easily have won that contest. But I think, you know, we were all vying for the same thing of just trying to achieve a top ten finish to move on to the finals in a few weeks um, out there in Bentonville. Um, you know, for myself personally, um you know, I just did what I normally do. Um, I did have a couple of hiccups. Uh, you know, my, my brisket seized up on me this weekend, and I only had a little bit of time to, to work with it. But, you know, I felt for the most part I had a solid cook around, uh, probably like most of the people out there. And, you know, I just, you know, we caught the luck of the draw or the tables or whatever the case it may be because I actually didn't even think that I'd made it into the top ten. So, you know, it's, it's, um, I kind of look at this is kind of a weird point that you're making because I've asked some pit masters this when they get into the regional rounds. And you said, you know, everybody's just kind of looking to get into that top 10. Does that set you up at all in a potentially dangerous situation? So instead of going to look to win, you're looking to go to qualify into the finals where you might be setting yourself up for a little something. Well, you know, I, I think the, the way that I look at it, um, you know, if, if I go out and just try and do a solid cook and not try and pull anything fancy or, or overthink what I'm doing into it and trying to win that contest, you know, I feel like I'm better off that way. Uh, you know, now, of course, when we move on to the finals, I mean, we definitely are, we're going to be extremely focused on what we're doing out there and trying to get into it. But, you know, you, you look for the CM series, you know, you go to the local regional, you know, um, aside from winning some prize money out of it, that's great. There's no points or anything else into it. There is definitely some personal gratification into winning the event and making it in. Um, you know, and that's really just uh, the game plan that I took out of it. Um, 
I think if you go in there with a the mindset that, that you want to win, that you're going to win, and you don't make it, I think that you're setting yourself up for a big letdown. Bubba Latimer joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Bubba Q, recapping the win that they had at the Sam's Club Regional this past weekend in Hendersonville, Tennessee. So here are the results, Bubba, and I don't know if a lot of people understand this. I saw somebody in the instant chat give us the span between first and tenth place, but who cares about that? Bubba Q wins with 697.1426. Warren County Pork Choppers, in a reserve grand effort, get a 697.1424, two ten thousandths of a point. Have you ever been in such a hotly contested race before? <laughs> I don't think that, that I've ever, uh, between a grand and reserve, been that close before. I mean, there's not much more room that you could get into uh, to finish an event. Uh, I mean, that was that was just uh, unbelievable uh, to have that. And, you know, and of course, I mean, you know, there were big scores at that contest all the way around. Um, and to, to finish that tight, I think the closest thing that I know of recently, I, I think Tuffy just had an event where he was maybe one one-thousandth of a point from Grand, um, between Grand and Reserve. Um, but... You know, I mean, that's just, it's incredible when it gets down that tight. When you're pulling out that many decimals to get a winner, absolutely very close. Uh, if we can review kind of the, the individual categories real quickly, you get a fifth in chicken, so obviously always nice to start off the awards with a call. Does that help you get a little, or at least feel like you're getting a little momentum rolling to, to get you down to that finals? You know, it, it, it definitely does. You know, I mean, you know, for, for me at any event when I, I, I go to a thing, uh, to the award ceremony, I, I'm, I'm still a basket of butterflies getting through, through the chicken category. Whether I get a call or not, I just, I'm, I'm still a, a basket of butterflies. But at this one, definitely hearing your name in that chicken, yeah, it does build some momentum and you want to keep it rolling. All right, so you have ribs and pork next. Um, you don't get calls, so I'm always fascinated with, where is the pitmaster's mind at? Do you think that you're just outside top 10? Do you think that because you didn't hear it, you've tanked off completely? Where are you at after those two categories get called? Well, you know, we, we got it in ribs. I thought my ribs were really solid this weekend. Um, so that, that really kind of surprised me that I didn't have the call in ribs. Um, you know, so I, you know, but I, you know, like I say, I, I did think maybe I was just right outside of it. You know, when we move into pork, you know, pork always seems to be my Achilles heel. And I think it's one of the toughest categories to cook realistically because there's just so many different ideas of what people look for in pork. Um, you know, I mean, I, I thought my pork was solid, but, you know, it's just it's one that, you know, I, I like to get a call in, but I just I never know because it's just it does get across the board. Bubba Latimer joining me here on the show. All right, so you get to brisket, you get second in brisket. So not only is it nice to hear your name called because you're in the top ten, but you're just shy of taking the whole category. You know, after everything has been called out, are, were you keeping track? Did you have any idea if you might be at least you know in that top ten, or, or did you even fathom that you were going to be taking grand champion after you were called second in pork or second in brisket? Well, you know, I, I I I didn't have a clue. I mean, literally a clue at all that I, I would be grand champion. I was a little skeptical of even being in the top ten. You know, you had several teams that had two calls, and, of course, with these big scores that were out there, um, you know, kind of conversation was, you know, there just really was no room for error with the scores that were being posted this weekend. Um, 
you know, Donnie, I think he had three calls, if I recall, a uh, pack of smokes, um, you know, three calls with two first place wins and category. And I was actually standing um, back there with pack of smokes uh, by Everglades seasoning, you know, rub, mm-hmm. you know, a few other guys, you know, when we get down, they start calling the top 10. Um, when they got the fourth, fourth place and, uh, and I think that that was Jimmy with Everglades seasoning. You know, I said right then, I said, well, guys, I didn't make it in. Congrats to y'all. I actually went over and congratulated Pack of Smokes because I told them, I said, y'all got it. Um, Donnie's reserved. You know, y'all have a great time. Go out and you know, and win big. And I actually started moving towards the front of the crowd over to where I could get score sheets. And that's when they called, uh, you know, they called Donnie for reserve. And I was just waiting for Pack of Smokes to to come up for the, the final glory. And they called my name out. I mean, I was floored. I, I hope somebody got a picture of my expression because I don't think I've been that surprised in a long, long time. I mean, it, it just, it literally was a slap in the face of, of wow, I just actually won this this weekend. I mean, it, it came out of left field completely. You know, so hearing you say that, uh, you know, my next question was, you know, for just being blunt, you've won a lot over the years. You do different sanctioning bodies. You KCBS, you do FBA as well. Uh, and when you win a contest like this one, given the teams that were there over this past weekend, given the road in that everybody has to take to get there, and because you really didn't expect it, does it make it that much sweeter to some degree than, than some of the other ones that you've had? You know, um, it, it really did. Um, you know, the level of play, you know, I, I prefer to do contests that have strong play in them. Um, I just, you know, I, I think that it, you just you really have to be focused and pay attention to what's going on, and I don't like to cherry pick or anything like that. Um, but, you know, when when you do go out to a contest, you know, you I think that most of us kind of sum up more or less what the competition is out there or what we believe the competition is, even though it's anybody's game any weekend. You know, and, but there's just some cooks that are more seasoned in a, than others. You know, but when you go out and you've got a field as strong as it was this weekend, and we've all been doing the same thing to get there, um, I mean, that that definitely to, to be at the, the top of that crowd, um, it it does mean a lot, I think. Um, you just, you know, you, we, we all want to go out and do well. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of friendly, uh, camaraderie that's going around, going on and out at these events. Um, but we're all eyeing to be the last person called on the weekend. You know, so for me, you know, um, I'm real proud and happy to be a part of the Sam series. Uh, you know, we, we didn't make the finals last year, um, so I'm ecstatic about that. You know, I mean, it's it's definitely one of the goals that I have in mind this year. I mean, now, now that we're in, we want to win the whole thing, of course. Um, but, you know, I, I will have to say that over this past weekend, you know, having that win, you know, being around, you know, uh, um, a lot of people that I know and friends um, and, and great cooks out there, it, it was a, a special win for me. But are you able to roll any kind of momentum out of Hendersonville and down to Bentonville for the finals, do you think? Or is that just a completely different weekend and you'll have to see what happens when you get down there? You know, I think it'll be a different weekend when we get down there. You know, um, if we were dealing with just a a week, maybe two weekends out, I do think you could uh, build on some momentum off of it. 
But, you know, we're looking a few weeks away, and I just I have so much going on over the next few weeks uh, before we go out to Bentonville um, that, no, I just, unfortunately, I won't be able to carry any of that momentum with me. Bubba Latimer joining well, me here. Hopefully we do well, uh, you know, this weekend. Um, and then the following weekend, I'm actually off. We've got a big catering in South Georgia that we're dealing with. So the, the weekend before Bentonville, um, you know, I, I won't have any contest under my belt. Bubba Latimer joining me here on the show, recapping uh, the big win over in Hendersonville, Tennessee, this past weekend at the Sam's Club Regional. Uh, let me ask you something, Bubba. You know, local qualifiers get team of the year points for KCBS, uh, but every level past that gets zero team of the year points. You're 15th overall right now for team of the year KCBS. If you were closer in that hunt, would you be kicking yourself even a little bit knowing that this past weekend and the upcoming finals weekend will get you no points if you want it or you get reserved? Or is that something that you looked into well in advance of all of this and said, hey, we're good with just whatever happens? You know, I, I was good with whatever happened. Um, you know, I, you understand it, understanding how the series works and how the team of the year program works. You know, um, you you have to be able to map out what you're going to do on that. And if these things come up like the SAM series, you have to take those in, into the equation. Um, you know, we hopefully we can finish out the year uh, with uh, some strong events um, and get some more points, you know, and, and move back up into the top ten. Um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to say. You know, right now I think a lot of people start juggling uh, these these last few months of the year to really jockey for those points. Um, but you know, it's you know at this level, um, you know, it, it almost is a double edged sword. You do you would like to have those points, but there's a bigger picture in play with this series that's going on. So I think that. The outcome of the Sam's event um, outweighs the, the points for the team of the year. Bubba Latimer is the pit master for Bubba Q, and they won the Hendersonville, Tennessee Sam's Club Regional this past weekend by two ten thousandths of a point over Warren County Pork Choppers. So whether it's two ten thousandths of a point or 200 points, it doesn't matter. He won it, and they are punching their tickets to get down there for the October 13th final. Bubba, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Not a problem. Anytime. You got it. There he is. Bubba. Bubba Q. Classy. Gracious in victory. Two ten thousandths of a point. I'm not sure if if I'm accurate on this, but that's like the Michael Phelps hitting the wall in the Olympics, uh, either winning one year and then losing uh, four years later. Does it get closer than that? I didn't want to bring up the fact that Bubba's also, forget Team of the Year race and Sam's Club and all that happy horse crap. Who cares about any of that? I was going to bring up the bet. The bet? Figured I'd stay away from that. Well, thanks again to Bubba Latimer for uh, talking about the Hendersonville, Tennessee win. Moving on to the finals in Bettonville. Now, look, I've been cooking on a pellet cooker for eight months, nine months now, maybe. First of all, I love it. Nothing more convenient than a pellet cooker, plus you're getting that great wood smoke. But I only use one kind of pellet and one kind of pellet only. Hence the redundancy on the one kind of pellet thing, right? It's Barbecuer's Delight Pellets. 
It's the only thing that I'll put in my cooker. I'm not going to mess around with anything else because it's widely considered to be the pellet put in your pellet-fired cookers. I think you should give them a try as well. You can find them at bbqrsdelight.com. Now, maybe you don't have a pellet cooker. I understand. They're very popular, though, so you might want to look into getting one. Uh, No problem if you don't. You can still take advantage of the pellet revolution on your gas or charcoal grill or smoker by grabbing the cast iron pot option. You buy yourself a nice sampler pack of pellets. You load about a third cup into the pot. Then you place it in your cooker or grill. Let that sweet, succulent smoke take care of the rest. Now, maybe you're not familiar with pellets. Let me give you a little insight here. When pellets are made, all of the air within that cellular structure of the wood is evacuated. It concentrates that wood into a very dense form, a lot denser than natural trees. As in, as compared to the other wood flavor enhancers, pellets will yield more intense smoke more quickly. And since they're made from a process that creates pressure and generates heat, any of those contaminants present in the wood are eliminated. Completely sterile cooking product. And this produces the sterile smoking wood environment of consistent quality that you're looking for. Pellets are very easy to use since you don't have to soak them in water prior to use. And it's easy to blend wood flavors. You can produce consistent results each and every time, especially only if you use Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets. So do yourself a favor. Go ahead and grab some Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets right now. Visit them at bbqrsdelight.com. That's bbqrsdelight.com. Check out all the flavors that they have like 14, 15, 16 different flavors. And stop fussing with the stinks, stinks, sticks, and the chunks. Barbecuers Delight, the choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks just like me. Again, the website, Barbecuers Delight, bbqrsdelight.com. We'll come back and wrap up, recap the first hour, and then point to the second. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living. The women, the whiskey, craziness. There's whiskey in my soul. All right, uh, five minutes till the top of the hour. 55 minutes past 9 o'clock. Thanks again to Bubba Latimer for joining me. Uh, in case you missed it, well, if you miss any part of the show, uh, subscribe to iTunes, Barber Central Radio Show. You can also visit the website, uh, which is uh, right down here, the BBCentralShow.com. There it is. I'm oh, sorry, right there. And uh, go to the archives page. Get any portion of interviews that you would like to get. And they're off and running. Never miss another segment. Also, you can always catch the show live if you have a smartphone. Tune in radio app. Free download. Make sure you check that out. You can listen to it in your car, in your bathroom, living room, whatever. A um, few interesting things. So uh, Danny Kugel was on at the top. And he said, look. Let's make sure that if we are taking drinks from people, you know who they are. Don't just take them because people are trying to glad hand with you, get some free samples. You don't know where those cans or bottles have been. 
separate coolers, meat coolers, label it, meat, drink coolers, label it, drinks. Don't co-mingle these things. It's going to equal bad nights at the hospital for you, and as Danny said, expensive nights at the hospital for you with all the medication, maybe an emergency room stay. That's not cheap. Been there. And, of course, uh, learning a little bit about Danny's history. Uh, he's only been doing it for two and a half years, so... You know, you can be very successful as we've come to find out over these last handful of years that we do the show at Competition Barbecue if you stick to it. And known as being a hard worker, putting in the work to get the results. And then, of course, we were just talking with Bubba Latimer for winning the Hendersonville, Tennessee Sam's Club Regional. So he qualifies along with nine other people to go into the finals in Bentonville, Arkansas. That'll take place October 13th. And we've mentioned it a couple times, two ten-thousandths of a point between him and Warren County Pork Choppers, Donnie Bray, and the gang over there. So, huge closeness. I don't know if there was one. I think Harry Sue, like very beginning of the year, if I'm not mistaken, was at a contest that was similar, but I don't think it was necessarily as near. Two ten-thousandths of a point. Four decimal points extrapolated out to get a winner on that if you need it. Bubbacue.com, his website. He's got very successful restaurants as well. So he's doing it on the competition scene. He's doing it on the entrepreneurial side of things as well. Huge cater coming up in a couple of weeks. And then uh, he will be down at the Bentonville, Arkansas Sam's Club final. The last regional coming up this coming weekend. So those top 10 teams move down. They will complete the field of 50. Then time to put up your Dukes. We'll see you. will come out with that big check. And of course, the bragging rights. And don't believe what you read on the KCBS website. If you did, it said that Bubba Q got a team of the year points. Incorrect. Get that big stuff out of here. Local Sam's Club qualifiers get your points. Regionals, uh-uh. Finals, no thank you. So know that going into it. I know Dave Bosca knew about it. He qualified and passed. Lost the points, making a team of the year push. Bubba said he realized ahead of time what was happening. So there you go. All right, we got some great guests coming up in the second hour. A guy by the name of Chris Lilly, Big Bob Gibson's ever heard of him? How about Heath Hall, Pork Barrel Barbecue, the biggest name in barbecue social media? Dave, it was worth a try back then. It was worth a try. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. And then, man, do I have a second take for you that you can't miss. Can't miss. We'll be right back. This is Huck Jr., host of In the Hut. And you listen to the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All barbecue and grilling all the time. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! 
succulent fish. What? I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole other type of movie. <laughs> wow, yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. All right, just like that, we're in the second hour. Top men have told me we are in the second hour. 877-448-0433. Chad Lee Von Ward saying it would take, well, he said alcohol will kill all. Given copious amounts to his person, that would also die. I don't even want to think about that any for a second. I won't hear of it. Getting a little misty just thinking about it right now. Speaking about getting misty, Chad, you're going to get misty when you have to shave off that uh, stupid hair on your chinny chin chin when I win the bet. All right, Survey Tuesday, really quick. What is the three-eye stat for Grand Championships to events? X out of X. You win five pounds of rub. Does anybody know it? Five pounds of three-eyes rub. Ooh, that's good stuff. Reposting nine of 21. That is actually uh, incorrect. Now, this is stuff that I have from, uh, from Dan. So unless Dan is giving me incorrect information, it is not that stat. It is kind of magical. 9 of 21 is not it, Eric Lee. Sorry. Uh, question number two. Do you eat the McRib? I do not. Don't lie. Have you ever eaten it? Do you eat it? Do you crave Do you secretly crave it? You'll know you'll crave it. How many days in a row? Question number three. Sorry. How many days in a row could you eat barbecue? From now to eternity, five days in a row... 37 days in a row. You tell me. I could eat barbecue from now until eternity. It doesn't matter to me. I have a very dumb palate. I could also eat bologna every day for the rest of my life. I could also eat spaghetti for the rest of the day for uh, macaroni and cheese, whatever. White bread with mayonnaise or yellow mustard. Coming up next week on the show, confirm Jim Shaheen from the Washington Post. Uh, not 10... Of 19. Close. Close. Not 10 of 22 pork barrel barbecue. Close. Email me because I'm going to get into something. I'm going to stop paying attention to you guys. Uh, Jim Shaheen from the Washington Post joins me next week for sure, uh, working on some other guests as well. And here we go. Uh, I've mentioned McRib twice because, as luck would have it, the McRib is back. Luckily, I was able to find a a much better review than I could do on myself. It's going to lead into a whole bunch of other stuff. So just sit back and uh, let's watch a review of uh, the McRib, why don't we? Here we go. What? Stop looking at me. You can't have none of this rib. Hell no. Still tastes the same from, you know, last year's rib. Make rib. A little yeah. more. Better this time. 
I'm sorry. Did he just say a little more better this time? I'll let that pass for now. They didn't drench it in so much barbecue sauce like they, you know, did last year. You know, just to cover up the taste. Why? Because it tastes like poop? Big stuff out of here. Who would want to do that? But yeah. Love you guys. Get off my mech rib. I'm loving it. What's going on, y'all? Straight up reviews is back again with a video for you guys. Now, this ain't no video game review. Now, hold on. <coughs> I ate a french fry. I went down the wrong pipe. But, oh, well, we're going to keep going with it, baby. So, last year, I think of last year uh, back, you know, I done a review of a mech rib, baby. And right. I finally, finally got the mech rib. They are finally back. Thank God. Black people food is back. Bar- um, I'm sorry. What did you just say? Back. Barbecue mech rib. Is back. Barbecue. Sorry. Black people food is back. They are finally back. Black people food is back. Uh, excuse me. Uh, black people food is back. What does that even mean? Black people's food is back. Are you insinuating, sir, that the McRib is a black people food? Before I point out your flaws, let's uh, keep talking. Barbecue Mac ribs. Now, it's pretty weird how McDonald's is bringing these ribs back every year because, weird. you know, all black people love ribs. I'm sorry. All black people. So here's what we've learned in the last 36 seconds. Uh, the McRib is black people food, and all black people love ribs. Here's what I just absolutely love. I love when someone decides that uh, they find it incumbent upon themselves to speak for their entire race of people. Like uh, my man right here. Saying that the McRib is a black people food. I don't even know what that means. What is black people food exactly? They don't eat food like uh, the rest of us, that the McRib is somehow uh, strictly portioned for black people, and that's all that they will eat when they go to McDonald's. This is now going to lead streams of black people in to McDonald's that otherwise wouldn't show up there because now there's black people food, the McRib no less. And now, now things are right with the world. On top of all of that, let's get that big bigot brush out and start painting with broad strokes, sorry, painting with broad strokes, saying that uh, uh, the McRib, black people food, and that all, all, entire black people love ribs. Of course. I mean, who's going to argue that? That doesn't sound ridiculous at all. I bet you couldn't find one or ten or fifty black people that don't like ribs. They all love ribs. That's not preposterous at all to say. To sit there and speak for an entire population of people. I mean, I mean, look at this guy. I mean, he's obviously qualified. He knows exactly what he's talking about. It looks like he keeps himself in immaculate shape. That he probably rarely goes to McDonald's unless, you know, there's black people food for him to eat. Because it is barbecue. Is it barbecue? So that would, you know, of course, lay in that all black people love barbecue. It angers me to no end when people are going to sit there and say 
beyond a shadow, that they find it okay, incumbent upon themselves to speak for the entire race of people. I don't know. I could be way off base here. I mean, he does look knowledgeable. I don't know if he's went around and talked to all of the black people, let's just say in America, even though the McRib uh, crosses the pond and all of these other places, it's very popular. I don't, I don't know if I can believe that this gentleman has talked to the entire black population and taken copious notes and statistical analysis to make the assertion that all black people like Ritz. I'm going to say no. Don't insult my intelligence. Don't bring this, I don't know if it's like racism or self-bigotry or whatever. Do me a favor. It would be like me... Can you imagine if I said that? People would be hunting me down with guns. It would be like an Asian person getting on there and saying, well, uh, this is a great math book because all Asians are good at math. Sir, you're completely ridiculous while you're talking, which is why I think we need to uh, let you talk even more. Oh, all black people love ribs. Of course. That's you know what I'm saying? But oh, well. I know. We're going to show you guys what we got this package right here wow. of this Check juicy this barbecue rib, baby, with the onions. Juicy barbecue rib? Ugh. It's on it. And I forgot to put cheese on my damn fucking rib, man. I love cheese on my meat rib. But yeah, got, I got my uh, sweet tea sweet tea right there. I know that's right. Can I get a sip? And I don't want to hear about nobody talking about, oh, you shouldn't eat that straight reviews. You shouldn't be eating that. That's bad for you. Yeah, right. Like, you guys don't eat it, too. So, shut up. I don't yeah. eat it. As you got to see, my fries it. better be hot because I hate eating cold-ass fries. I can agree with that. Crispy fries. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right there. Crispy fries right there, baby. Crispy fries. Got the McNopoly. Let's see if I win. If I win a million zillion dollars, yes. I give everybody uh, give me five a dollar. Let's see. A dollar? Cheap bastard. Oh, I want a free medium fry. That's oh, what's up, yo. What's up? What's up? Let's see what's on here. Okay. Ah, oh, whack. Let's see what's on the. Uh, I got four of them to peel. Oh shit! Oh, easy with a mouth. Another uh, small, frappier smoothie right there. Oh, right now there. we're talking frappier yeah, smoothie. Yeah, because Miss Glam gonna take them. <laughs> Miss Glam. Let's see what we got right Back here. Um, what do you got? Hit Marvin me. Garden, something you know, yellow for the board and everything. Yeah. Let's see if I got one on my drink. No, but I don't have one on my drink. Got nothing. No, we don't got one. But yeah, we're going to show you guys the mega ribby right here. Oh, here we go. Look, look, that looks so good. Stuff. We're going to open it and show you guys. Yes, please You do. better go get one. Oh, does anybody see the nightmare that is McPoop? Look at this bun here, like kind of some semblance of sauce right there. Then you have the fake pork patty of tripe and stomach and a scalded stomach and tripe. And then, look, I'm no uh, barbecue expert. When was the last time you saw anybody type ribs? Okay? When was the last time you saw ribs with onion and pickle topping? Because you guys can't have a bite of mine. And we're going to sit right here and take a bite of it. Because I'm telling you guys, you guys are going to want to go get one. Yes. Yes. Oh, tell me you love it. Mm. Give me a bite. Yeah. And he took it away. Bastard. And why the hell they put pickles on it for it? Pickles throw, pickles be throwing it off. Man. That's right. I hate pickles. You know what? I think we can leave it right there. I think we can leave it right there. I agree. 
I want to reach a point of agreement, and I think we can both agree, that my friend Pickles throw it off when it comes to tastes on the McRib. You might want to clean up uh, a little bit on some of the other things we've said. Uh, people, people, relax. You see an influx of black people in your McDonald's is because the McRib is back. They wouldn't show up there otherwise. Black people love ribs. What? Ooh, okay. Thank you for that, sir. Uh, we're coming back with Chris Lilly in just a few. Let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show, Barbecue Guru, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania. Uh, they have a number of automatic temperature control devices for you to choose from. Now, maybe you're not familiar with how these beauties work. Imagine being able to set a pit temperature, and once it's set, it keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real-life technology. It's happening today. Uh, maybe you're a busy working professional. You're a busy parent. You're constantly on the run with kids, doing errands. Quite frankly, just don't have the time to set around and keep up with the pit temps. No problem. The Barbecue Guru allows you to do whatever you need to do. Throw on that pork butt, that brisket, a couple slabs of ribs, and just run around willy-nilly. Let the guru maintain that pit temperature, and you can check out all the products at thebbqguru.com. That's thebbqguru.com, or call them toll-free, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. You have the uh, CyberQ Wi-Fi, you have the CyberQ2, the DigiQ DX2, and, of course, that PartyQ, which is absolutely fabulous. It's a $130 point of entry simplest way in to get involved with the automatic pit temperature control devices. Maybe you're in the market for a cooker. You can also look at the Onyx oven as well. Uh, the Onyx oven has been winning on the competition circuit a couple weeks in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it can accommodate full pans, half pans for food service. Works seamlessly, obviously, with any of the Barbecue Guru pit temperature devices. So again, do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out all of their products. If you have any questions, about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU, and they will get you exactly what you need to help you get up and running right out of the box. Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Chris Lilly, next. Stick around. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 877-448-0433. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Two ways to get in touch with the show if you need it. Uh, coming up 35 past or so, the Paul Pork Barrel Barbecue. Stay tuned for that. Uh, my first guest in the second hour, one of the most recognizable names in barbecue today, pitmaster of Big Bob Gibson's barbecue team. Also works with Kingsford on some projects. You've seen him on TV numerous times. He is, uh, or he was in Oakland, California this past weekend, cooking a very unique event, something called the Bare Bones Barbecue Contest. And Big Bob's won it. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Chris Lilly. Chris, how are you, buddy? Chris, how are you? 
Chris. And three, two, one. Chris, are you there? Hello? Not there. I'm, I'm probably leaving the world's longest voicemail message, I bet. All right. I, we're right in time. Don't worry, gang. Relax. No uh-ohs. I swear. Wait, maybe one. Maybe two. Said he would be here. He's not going to stand me up. We all know what happens if you do that. Bad karma. Bad karma. I hate this part. Plus, I did that. I hate when I do the big talk up. And nobody on the other end. I hate that. You know, typically, I realize that if, you know, if you're not picking up within the first two, three, four rings. No. You have reached two, five, six, three, five, five, seven, oh. Whatever. He's good. Don't worry. He's good for the interview. Probably just racing back from the uh, volleyball tournament. Look, I understand. Um, the last segment was brought to you by my sincere hatred for the McRip. Unquestioned, unbridled hatred for that particular product. But I, you got to give McDonald's credit, right? They have found something that is crappy, that they can pull away from people that makes them want it, long for it, dare I say, pine for it over time, and then they just reintroduce it and they start to make more money. The second part was my my ability to make sure that we realize that even if it's a, some sort of, of, of a self-racism, it's still here, uh, gang, uh, newsflash, racism alive and well in the country by uh, a couple great lines that were uttered in that particular piece. Uh, one, of course, that uh, all people, uh, all black people, Oh, black people food is back at McDonald's, that being the McRib, that all black people love barbecue or ribs, whatever, something ridiculous. So I just wanted to point those two things out. Uh, Sponsors, don't jump off. Don't get crazy. Stick with me now. Stick with me. You're not helping them. You're hurting them. Shouldn't be talking about it on the YouTubes. Let's try Chris Lilly again. I'm wondering, should I go back, like, should I do the complete over-the-top intro again and bore the crap out of you people, or what? Yeah, wow. Replacement refs for barbecue. Some would say they might already be involved. I don't know anything about that. Don't know anything about it. See, this is where I get worried. I'm like, did I put the right... Number in? Sure, I did. You have reached two. Uh oh. Uh oh. Phone not working. All right. Here we go. This is why you got to check the emails, right? Uh, close and call phone. And here's the number. Boom. 
All right. This kind of kills the big talk up, I guess. How come that didn't show up in my other one? Hey, Greg. Hey, Chris. How are you, buddy? Hey, uh, can, can we do it on my cell? For some reason, my landline is is just absolutely not working. Uh, yeah. Can you uh, can you email it to me real quick, or I don't want to like give it out over the air. This is it right here. Oh yeah, this is fine then. It sounds great. Okay, good. All right. So uh, joining me now is the pitmaster of Big Bob Gibson's barbecue team, uh, Chris Lilly. Uh, I did a huge talk up for you, and I don't want to to bore everybody else with it again. But I gave you high praise. And, of course, mention the fact that you were in Oakland this past weekend in a very unique event, something called the Bare Bones Barbecue Contest, and uh, you actually walked away with Grand Champion. So it, it is kind of a unique event. You, you come out on top, uh, and you go up against some really talented individuals and teams. This is invite only. So I guess my first question is, how were you approached to take part in it? And I guess when it was pitched to you, what did you think of the concept? Well, I, I always have a, a huge interest in, in a contest that's going to just going to challenge me and basically just a little bit different than I'm, what I'm used to. So um, originally, I would I was talking with Joshua Zersky. He was he did the Meetopia in New York City, and it's an event that I've been interested in for a while and wanted to do because basically it highlights uh, meat and highlights. Uh, cooking and uh, you know it's got a lot of talented chefs involved and it's it's something that interests me so when they wanted to do it in Oakland that's actually the home base for Kingsford you know I do a lot of work with Kingsford so it just all worked it worked out um, got to travel uh, to Oakland and hang out with uh, my buddies there and uh, do the contest so what intrigued me about the contest though was was something I wasn't used to doing or something I wasn't used to doing in contests, put it that way. So the categories were pork ribs, lamb ribs, and beef ribs. So um, there you have it. It was uh, no aluminum foil, um, no injection, no pans, uh, no grip pans, no MSG, no phosphates, just straight up meat on the grill cooking. It wasn't even our own uh, cookers. So they provided the cookers the meat. We just went out there and cooked. So when you're presented with that, is that immediate, like the, the competitive juices get flowing, or is there a little bit of an oh shit moment where you're like, well, you know, I'm not going to have my cooker, or I'm not going to be using, you know, my particular injections, or, or whatever, or you're like, eh, you know, it doesn't matter, I'm just ready to get out there and, and see how I stack up? Instant appeal, without a doubt, no hesitation whatsoever. It's, uh, you know, I just like to cook on, you know, different things and uh, have different experiences. I, uh, you know, I guess that's why I'm attracted to, you know, cooking in different types of contests, uh, whether it be KCBS or Memphis and May or the bare bones rules, which were, uh, pretty restrictive. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just instant appeal. Chris Lilly joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Big Bob Gibson's, uh, bigbobgibson.com is the website. No, Chris, I, I was going to ask, uh, Bubba Latimer a little earlier. I just ran out of time. Wanted to get your take on this. This particular contest, and then there's going to be one in December out west as well. It's going to be put on by Sterling Ball, kind of called King of the Smokers. So similar, I guess, in, in concept. But here's the thing that I'm kind of noticing, and I'm wondering what you're hearing, what you're seeing. Is is there any kind of, let's call it a, a grassroots movement, 
to get barbecue back to some to what some people would think to be more traditional ways of cooking it, uh, not shrouding it in technology and automatic temperature control devices and pellet-fed cookers uh, and all of this stuff where people want to get back to, in your instance, cooking. Everybody cooks on the same cooker. Everybody's cooking the same meat provided by the competition. So it's as an even of a playing field in a lot of instances. Obviously, it's going to vary from cook to cook. But on all the other things, pretty much you're at the same level playing field. Do you see any type of a push for more of these contests coming in? That's a good point, Greg. And it's not just a movement within uh, the barbecue industry. It's a movement as a whole in the food industry. You know, I'm seeing it wherever I go, wherever I travel all over the country. It's taking place in New York and Miami and San Francisco, really all over. And it's a movement to back to the small farmer, back to the homegrown, the um, farmers markets and things, local product. Uh, it's it's a, what I think. I'm just seeing more and more of it. So so yes, it's a push back to uh, you know away from technology, doing it like we you know used to do it years and years ago. You know, I, I look at it. Um, you know, I. It, it's a, it's a pretty good thing, you know. Uh, I have no problems with the competitions as they are, but uh, the new type of contest definitely interests me. Um, it, you know, it's a new it's a movement uh, not only in the restaurant industry, but take uh, Southern Foodways Alliance as well, and what they're doing, uh, you know, out of Mississippi and their members really all over the country. Um, you know, barbecue is one of those foods that basically. Uh, is Americana. And um, for folks to grab that tradition and want to do something with it, uh, whether it be, you know, the throwback to the old style cooking, I think that's that's something that the whole industry uh, should embrace, whether you, you know, like to cook the contest or not. Chris Lilly joining me here on the show. So if we can get back to that event a little bit, when you get your meat, uh, you know, kind of take us back through, you know, how are you prepping these ribs? Um, were you cooking them with any specific temperature ranges? How do you know, the, you know, when they were done? What what are you looking for? And I guess turn-in-wise, is, is it similar to a, a KCBS-style turn-in through styrofoam box and, and garnish stuff, or is that completely different as well? It was all so different, and it, it was pretty <laughs> funny because I didn't really – know all the rules until I got there. I knew what I couldn't use. Uh, but, you know, they said lamb ribs and uh, beef ribs, so I really didn't know. I mean, that that could encompass a lot. And then pork ribs as well. So um, I didn't know really until I got there what I was getting myself into, but it was so fun. Uh, the cool thing about it was everybody had the same grill. It was just a small offset, but like you could get it, uh, you know, Walmart or Lowe's, Home Depot or something. Uh, the temperature gauge was pretty, pretty funny. It was pretty laughable. It had uh, warm, ideal, and hot. And the ideal range, best guess, was anywhere from 200 degrees to 450 degrees. Ideal. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, And they're all new cookers, but some of the guys actually fired those up the day before and, and you know, try to get a, a feel for their temperature gauge, which actually helped me because they're kind enough to tell me, hey, uh, you know, we think that, you know, 250 degrees that is at the 
you know, A in the first ideal. Um, <laughs> but it was a learning curve for me the first hour. What I did is put on my meat um, probably five hours before the, or at least my pork and my ribs five hours before turn in. And uh, I checked after the first hour, and as soon as I checked it, I knew I was running behind, and I had to push it. So that told me everything I had to know. Uh, basically, it was sort of a feel it out the first hour and then make changes to make sure I was, my meat was done on time. Obviously, the pork ribs you have you know, an extreme amount of comfort with, uh, I mean, unless they were some crazy kind of uh, pork ribs, which I'm, I'm guessing they weren't. Otherwise, I probably would have heard about that through the grapevine. Uh, beef ribs, I'm assuming you have some experience with as well. What about lamb ribs? I didn't really know that. I've heard of barbecue kid before, this and that, but I've never really heard lamb ribs specifically. How do those present to you? Uh, lamb ribs are fun. Uh, you know, I've done lamb ribs before. And basically, for anybody out there, uh, followed the same recipe that I, that I did in my book for lamb chops. So basically, I took a dry rub and mixed it with uh, olive oil and, um, and soy sauce and made a paste. And that's what I used on the ribs. Um, you know, a lot of people think lamb and, you know, you don't want to cook it, uh, you know, above medium or it's tough and everything. What I would say is treat lamb ribs the same way you would treat pork ribs or beef ribs, and there's plenty of fat there, and it's going to keep it moist. And uh, you want to, you know, cook it up close to 200 degrees until it gets nice and uh, nice and tender. You're going to have plenty of moisture. The meat's not going to dry out. So that's how I treat it, and um, it did well for me. Uh, the only adjustment I made is I cut down the amount of salt in the recipe in the book because if you think about it, lamb chops are a lot bigger, a lot thicker than lamb ribs. So um, you have to have more salt to carry through the entire cut, uh, whereas the lamb ribs are a lot thinner, so you need to cut back on the salt so it's not overly salty because there's a lot of bark lamb ribs. Chris Lilly joining me here on the show. BigBobGibson.com is the website if you want to check it out. Um, as you're getting ready to turn in, like, is there a stagger? You're turning everything in, kind of at once. What was the the setting like? Well, I tell you, it was a laid back contest. Uh, you know, everybody was just uh, sitting back, you know, having a good time. It was a thirty minute stagger. We had pork ribs first, and then beef ribs, and then lamb ribs, um, which I thought was an interesting choice, um, and it. <laughs> The uh, shortest cooked meat was turned in last, um, but, you know, it worked out fine. Uh, there wasn't styrofoam boxes. It, there were, like, boats that, like, the almost – they're a little bit bigger than two-pound boats if anybody's in the restaurant business. But basically the paper boats you would get french fries in at, yeah. the, at the fair, that's what we had to turn in. Wow. And uh, one of the criteria was creativity. <laughs> so it's sort of funny. How do you get creative with ribs in, in a trap boat? But we managed to do a little bit of that and uh, had a good time with it. And uh, I was really pleased how my meat came out, especially my beef and my, and my lamb. Yeah, I was going to say, when you go back, you look at the results. First place in beef ribs, first place in lamb ribs as well. Uh, which obviously helped you get to the overall grand championship there. I had heard through rumors of other people that had been there that the pork ribs that you made were some of the best that people have ever experienced, and yet falls short. How did you like your pork ribs going into turning? 
Well, you know, you you got to realize that when I cook, I'm comparing against everything that I've ever done. And um, and cooking this style of competition straight on the grade, no wrapping, no uh, no pans, no anything, no extra moisture in the cooker. Um, it, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit different texture than than what I'm normally used to in competition, but. Uh, with on the on the cooking style, I did. I mean, I was very pleased with them. One thing I didn't know is where the judges were from, what uh, their flavor profiles are. Uh, if anybody ever tells you that no matter where you go in the country, all judging flavor profiles are the same, they're absolutely insane um, <laughs> because it's just not true. So I really didn't know who the judges were, where they were, where they were coming from, or even the thought crossed my mind is. You know, the bare bones cook off, you know, going back to basics, you know, the throwback. I even consider not to not putting any sauce on them or to go a lot less sweet than I would in competition. But, um, you know, just went with a regular competition rib and uh, I thought they turned out really good. But uh, I didn't I didn't win. I don't even know what place I came in in ribs, to be honest with you. Now, when we're talking about judges here, this isn't. You know, like some of the other competitions, these are judges that are invited in, um, that they were, you know, deemed the the experts in the industry that were going to be able to really have a discerning and an incredulous palate to decipher which of these ribs are really best to give the grand championship to whoever was deserving. And yet, on a West Coast level, at least stereotypically, you hear that they like stuff spicy, not necessarily as sweet. Did you find that to be at all the case? or And how did you find the, the judges to be qualified enough, or did they think that they were just kind of bigger deals than they really are? You know, I, I didn't, I really didn't know any of the judges until maybe after the fact and talking to some people, but uh I think the budget, uh, as far as barbecue goes, the judges had some nice credentials, you know. Uh, a lot of the judges could absolutely be competitors. Uh, you know, some of them not necessarily competed all the time, but we're talking people that, that live and breathe barbecue who are in barbecue 24-7, um, which I have no problem with. Um, Whatsoever, you know, if I had it to do over again, I probably would have backed off on uh, how sweet my rib was. But, um, but you know, <laughs> you live and you learn, I get. But I, I guess, but I have absolutely no problem with the judges. Uh, and you win grand championships, so how bad could it actually have been? Uh, Chris Lilly, <laughs> Big Bob Gibson is joining me here on the show. Uh, Chris, if I could ask you, and, and we kind of touched on it a little bit in regards to you know the bare bones contest and, and some of the other events coming up. You know, you've been in this game a long time. You've seen a lot. How how many or, or what are some of like the biggest changes that you have seen that you know maybe you used to do it when you were out competing when you first got out there, and now to present day where you're like, man, that's something I would never do now, or uh, that's something that we used to do that uh, we're, we're not going to even bother with because it is going to tank our score. What are some of those biggest evolutions of barbecue that you've seen over the years? Well, the biggest evolution uh, absolutely has to do with uh, probably pork shoulder. Um, when I first started cooking pork shoulder, it was basically injection, dry rub, put it on the pit, shut it up, forget about it. Um, I would pull it off the bone, and I would serve it. Uh, 
KCBS. I did not I did <laughs> did not sauce my pork whatsoever when I started. Memphis in May, I never put an ounce of toss on my pork um, through the first six world championships at pork in Memphis in May. I never sauced my pork. Um, always turned in sauce on the side. Um, but uh, now, Memphis in May contest, I'll without a doubt put a sweet glaze on my pork before it comes off the pit. KCBS, I glaze my pork. Um it seems everything is moving toward a sweet glaze. Um, I would not call my pork saucy by any means, and I still don't sauce my brisket. But uh, I guess the changes, the biggest changes in me is I'm having to adapt and put a lot more sauce on my meat than I used to. Hopefully, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed on this, hopefully one day it will turn back around and start getting away from sauce because to, I, I think we're losing a little bit. Um, everybody's going to the same sauce, uh, covering up a lot of the flavor of the of the meat. Um, so maybe one day it'll it, it, it'll revert back to how it once was. I hope it. Chris Lilly joining me here on the show, kind of talking a little bit about the evolution of barbecue. Uh, Chris, obviously you're, you're well known for the pork shoulder. Uh, the ribs are obviously coming along very nicely as well. You know, when we refer back to the pork shoulder, more. It seems like, and I'm going to reference brisket here just for the moment, but I'll segue over to pork. You know, when uh, Myron Mixon was on uh, the first season of Pitmasters and started talking about Wagyu beef and Wagyu brisket, and all of a sudden it seemed to really spark uh, quite a, a small fire within that community, and a lot of people are using it now. And all of a sudden you're starting to hear um, caribou to pork. You're hearing uh, Berkshire, the heritage hog. Is that something that you have messed around with at all in competition or just, you know, in general life, or do you just steer away from that? For a long time, and actually both competition and uh, you know, in the barbecue restaurant business, especially in, uh, you know, small town, um, you know, south, you, you really cannot bring in the, um, you know, the, I guess, the heritage breed porks or the specialty porks. You basically, basically got the community pork to stay at price point. But, uh, but I've been um actually testing, um, you know, heritage breed pork and all kind of um, pork that are raised different ways. I do a lot of work for the National Pork Board and a lot of things with them. So, so I have a lot of access to pork that I would normally have. And, uh, I love it. Anytime you give me more choices, I'm going to be able to put a better product at, at, uh, at my family's table and also the judge's table. And without a doubt, I've been experienced, uh, experimenting with heritage root porks for a while. I mean, um, you know, when I start talking about the, the perfect pig, uh, for me, you know, it's probably a, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Duroc uh, front shoulder, uh, Mangalisa ham. Um, I like uh, the belly meat from Berkshire. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of choices out there, and you better believe uh, it makes a difference. But when it comes to pork, I guess the two major factors are color and marbling. Uh, what color is the pork? Uh, is it a pale pink? Is it a reddish pink? Uh, which reddish pink, in my opinion, uh, is better. It actually has a lot more moisture retention than a pale pink. Uh, and also marbling within the meat, uh, which is all, also another important factor. Chris Lilly joining me here on the show. 
Uh, Chris, before I let you go, uh, what are you going to be up to over the next uh, couple weeks or month? So if people are kind of traveling around the country where they might be able to get a handshake and say hello. Well, I, I hope that uh, people will stop by the American Royal in Kansas City in two weeks and give me a shout-out. I'll definitely be up there cooking. Uh, I haven't missed that one in a while, so I'm looking forward to doing that one this year. Um, most of my, my big run of trips, uh, I think I've been gone about the last eight weeks, but uh, I'm, I'm got, I've got to lighten the load a little bit because I'm presently working on another book. So I got to get back to work in the kitchen and uh, in the backyard cooking recipes. So um, yeah, American Royal, and uh, we'll see what happens the rest of the year. Got a few more outings, but uh, some of them are uh, private corporate events. But uh, but I'll get the word out without a doubt. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, website. Uh, any chance you're going to be at that uh, Kingsford Invitational Championship uh, November 10th? think there's a good chance I'll be there. Um, oh. I got if, if I get absolute lucky enough to win the American Royal, I'll be there with bells on cooking. If not, I will definitely be at the Kingsford Invitational. Um, um, actually, maybe just hanging out without a doubt, and uh, maybe just visiting and uh, and you know doing the Kingsford thing up there. Now, and that's not that's actually phenomenal. And Kingsford stepped up another time. That, that is one. That is one company who has actually embraced competition barbecue and is putting the money where their mouth is. And uh, the Kingsford Invitational excites me. I would love to participate, but you know what? In order for me to participate, I got to, you know, I got to, I got to win, you know, get out there and win the American Royal or Memphis and May or some one of the other big contests to do it. So uh, it's going to be a tough competition, bringing everybody together to uh, to see who is the year's best. Uh, hopefully I'll be cooking, but I, without a doubt, will be there. And you mentioned the Sterling Ball Contest out in California. Yep, yep. There's a good chance you might see me there as well. Well, Chris, I don't want to get you too excited, but rumor has it that on uh, November 10th, I will be at the Kingsford Invitational as well, just kind of hobnobbing as well. So it will be an honor for you to finally meet me. Hey, I can't wait. I absolutely cannot wait. Well, let's just make it happen. We'll meet you there at the Invitational, and um, and uh, hopefully you can jump in and help me cook. How about that? Well, we, we want to give you every chance to win, so I will politely decline exactly right now. So, uh, Chris Lilly is the pit master of Big Bob Gibson's. You can find the website BigBobGibson.com. Chris, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you for the invitation. You got it. There he is, Chris Lilly. Pitmaster of Big Bob Gibson, winning the Bare Bones Barbecue Contest. Glad we're able to uh, work that in, if you will. Crystal is going to get to meet me. Uh, gang, we talked about it. We announced it last year. In case you missed it, how about free butcher barbecue product for a year? Oh, that's right. Right, bitches. Free butcher barbecue original injection or pork injection or prime injection for a full year of competition. Are you freaking kidding me? Free cocaine wouldn't be better than this deal. No way. I know what you're saying. Close? No. Butcher's barbecue, free butcher's barbecue all the way, better than free toot. Starting uh, right now and, of course, the last week as well. Here's what you have to do. You place an order online. You continue to do so. All the way 
until October 26th, which just happens to be the Jack Daniels. Entry closes when the winner of the Jack is announced. Now, here's the best part ever. The winner of the free Butcher's Barbecue Injection for a year will be announced live October 30th right here on the Barbecue Central radio show slash TV show, whatever. In true Jack Daniels qualification process, every order placed from uh, now or, you know, it's been going on for a week or so. Dave, how long has it been going on for? Please. Um, every order placed will be in the running. Uh, what am I trying to say here? Oh, right. Every order placed for, uh, until the winner of the Jack is announced, your name will be added to the hopper each and every time you place an order. Let me give you a for instance. This has been going on for 10 days, so uh, from now until 10 days ago. Let me give you a for instance. Let's say you go on the website, you're overwhelmed with all the great products, and you order 700 separate orders of Butcher Barbecue. Your name is entered 700 times. That increases your odds of winning a little bit. Help a sponsor out. It's just that easy. You go to butcherbbq.com for full details. And, of course, it's been going on for a number of months now, which is that uh, trade-in program. You have some crappy injection from a different company. You're not happy. You don't know what to do with it. Trade it in pound for pound. You go to butcherbbq.com. You click on the trade-in link at the top right of the navigation. You fill out a form, print it off, seal up your commercially made rub or what's left of it with the uh, complete or partial label. Mail it into Dave. He'll weigh it when it comes in, and then he will send you in replacement awesome Butcher Barbecue products, the pork injection, the beef injection, the prime injection. Again, butcherbbq.com for all of the information, butcherbbq.com. It's just one more. Like, you couldn't do it enough. It's just another way for you to trust your butcher, and that's butcherbbq.com. All right, we're coming back with Heath Hall to close out the show strong. Stick around. We'll be right back. to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Uh, 46 past the hour. 877-448-0433. Whoa. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Those are two ways to get in touch. Thanks again to Chris Lilly for uh, hanging with me. Let me make sure that I do this right. Uh, not going to do that. Not going to do that. There we go. Make sure we got all the time we need. It's only fair. Make room for stars. you got to make room for even bigger stars. And, of course, I'm talking about a guy who is coming out of the bullpen to help me close the show strong tonight. A crowd favorite, pitmaster, the very successful Pork Barrel Barbecue team, co-owner of Pork Barrel Barbecue Restaurant, creator of the widely successful Pork Barrel Rubs and Sauces, uh, they will also be heading down to Bentonville, Arkansas, to take part in the Sam's Club Series final cook-off on October 13th. But tonight, breaking big, huge, extravagant ground right here on the Barbecue Central Show, which we'll obviously get to here in a minute. Let's race over to the hotline. Welcome back, Keith Hall of Pork Barrel Barbecue. Keith, how are you, buddy? Good, man. How you doing, Greg? Doing absolutely fabulous, Heath. Thanks for asking. You know, lots of Sam Club talk tonight. This series really heating up getting ready to have its final regional qualifier this coming weekend, and then the finals just a few weeks from that. Pork Barrel fortunate enough to get into the final event. 
Easy enough starting question, Heath. What have you guys been doing to stay busy making sure all the flavors are on track for the big one in Bentonville? Oh, well, I mean, we've been cooking a lot of contests. We uh, are going to take this weekend off, but we head to Kansas City next weekend for the American Royal, and then we'll be uh, heading to Bentonville. So we've just been cooking. Now, when you uh, go to the American Royal, obviously one of the biggest events, you have the invitational side, you have the open side the following day, and then basically uh, almost turning right around that following weekend to go down to Bentonville. Uh, is it too much all at once? Is this something that you've been priming for, hitting the track, getting that stamina built up so you're able to, to make that push? I mean, that one weekend in Kansas is just ridiculous all by itself. Oh, we've got a nutty schedule coming up. A week from uh or I guess Monday, I head to New York for four days for a big entrepreneur conference that we're speaking at. And uh, I don't land into Kansas City until about 8.30 on Friday night of the Royal. And then uh, we're doing a big uh, event the Monday after the Royal with Reesers, uh, Fine Foods there in Kansas City. And then, we'll, like you said, we'll just turn around and head on down to Bentonville and uh, hopefully do well uh, down there in Arkansas. So you guys have been cooking fairly well this year. Uh, you've had some uh, really good finishes in the concert you've taken part in. Uh, how are you feeling about cooking this coming, or well, not this coming weekend, but at the American Royal? Uh, do you feel like kind of peaking at the right time? Uh, do you like the chances that you have out there? Yeah, I think we're really uh, coming into a good groove here in the last month or so. Our brisket's been just right on. Uh, most contests, our pork has uh been generally pretty good however we had we kind of tanked in pork there in uh chesapeake at the regional uh we finished 29th out of 30 thankfully we had three strong categories with ribs and uh brisket and chicken but uh i think we're yeah we're looking looking like uh you know we're in late season form and uh it's tough though because we're you know going up against a lot of great teams in kansas city and then a lot of great teams in bentonville so if you don't bring your A game uh, and have four strong categories, then you're probably not going to be looking at a, a great result. When you look at a event like the Sam's Club Series finale that'll be down in Bentonville, you have you know teams that have in essence made it through uh, two weed out processes, so they've had to cook well at least twice, and then take all of them, dump them in. Now you're cooking against 49 other teams that are really looking to vie for that uh, top honor. Is that at all intimidating to, I mean, obviously, you know, the American Royal is its own set, but when you have this kind of a settings with Sam's Club and the paychecks and all that stuff, is it all intimidating to cook against these teams, or is that what it's all about for you guys? Yeah, it's not really that uh, much more intimidating than any contest. You know, we're going to go in there and compete against ourselves. We're not going to compete against the other 49 teams. We're going to go in there and try to cook the same way that we've cooked uh, all year. Uh, you know, every week we're cooking against great teams. We're out here on the East Coast cooking against three eyes, the current uh, team of the year leaders who are having just a, a ridiculous year. Um, you know, anytime you see Dan and Chris, you can pretty much be assured you're shooting for second place at that contest this year. Uh, yeah, we got Tuffy. You know, Tuffy hasn't cooked very many contests this year. If he had cooked his normal number of contests out here, he might be the guy leading team of the year. I mean, it seems like every contest he's cooking, it's either first or second. Uh, so, you know, we cook with a lot of good teams out here on the East Coast. Uh, we've cooked out in Missouri. I was just out in Columbia, Missouri this weekend, cooking against uh, Rod Gray of Pellet Envy. Uh, you had True Bud there. So, you know, we've been cooking against a lot of these teams all year. So it's just uh, kind of another contest uh, that just has a, a much bigger prize at the end of the, of the day. 
Heath Hall joining me here on the show, Pork Barrel Barbecue. PorkBarrelBBQ.com is the website. Uh, Heath, I asked Chris Lilly this uh, just a little bit earlier. You probably heard it. Uh, but since I have you on, let me get your take. You know, there seems to be this uh, kind of small movement afoot that is looking to bring back more of uh, a traditional value to barbecue competitions, uh, events that prohibit uh, gadgets and pellet cookers, events that require everyone to use the same meats and cookers for that reason. What are your thoughts on this? Has competition in some ways be alienated itself, or at least barbecue alienated itself from its own namesake with all these gadgets and technological advances? Yeah, I think the true weapon that every pit master brings to the competition is their skill and their knowledge. So, you know, if you have a guy who's as talented as Chris Lilly, you, know, you could probably give him every gadget in the book, or you could give him, you know, uh, a piece of uh, flint and steel and tell him that he's got to start a fire and cook that way. And, and so I think the, the key here is really, you know, your uh, knowledge in the years or months or however long you've been cooking, um, you know, that you've got into this. You know, we, we don't cook with any gadgets um, on at cooks. We have a Lang, so we don't have any of the, the fancy, um, you know, gadgets that a lot of teams are cooking with. And, uh, you know, it, it does us well. Um, you know, I, I, it doesn't really bother me if there's a team next door cooking with uh, a lot of technology. Um, if that's what is good for them, then that's great. I do like the idea of some of these uh, kind of bare bones contests. And, uh, you know, I think that, that that could be a lot of fun to participate in. There's one out here on the East Coast called Go Naked uh, in April. It's uh, just a chicken and rib cook. But uh, it's kind of fun to see, you know, how everybody can do with uh really just their skills and uh, a real basic setup. All right, so big news tonight, Heath, here on the show. You're getting ready to to give me the scoop here on something that will really make a lot of barbecue teams uh, very happy. I guess barbecue people just in general. So if you could let me cue the drum roll here and uh, go ahead and announce exactly what is happening here tonight. Well, I know you're going to be disappointed, Greg. We're not announcing our sequel to Q. It's not what? Uh, Q. I swear that was going to be it. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I, I had to lie to you, you know, to get me on the show. <laughs> um, but uh, no, what, what we've got here, I think, is something that all competition barbecuers, their friends and families, are really going to uh, really like. Uh, it's been out there a little bit in the soft launch, so some of you may have seen it. But tonight, we're formally. Announcing right here on the Barbecue Central show, BarbecueRace.com. Uh, we think BarbecueRace.com is going to really change the way that competition barbecuers get their uh, team of the year results, are able to assess how they're cooking or how they're not cooking, how many contests they've done. Uh, it's a quick way for them to be able to see how their buddies are doing. I don't know if, if this is going to work here. I'm actually uh, trying to pull it up as we speak. BBQRace.com. BBQRace.com. Yeah, this right. probably doesn't work. Here we go. I'll, uh, I'll go, shoot it go up Go to BBQRace.com uh, on, your, on your browser. and There we go. So what this is is, you know, the reason this exists is I came back from a contest uh, earlier this year and went to go to uh, see where we stood in the results and realized that there were only that's, – that's pretty cool. Man, that's impressive. Oh, yeah, very you know, impressive. If you're in the top 25, you really don't know where you stand. And, uh, you know, I, I looked and looked, and there was nothing out there. Um, you know, there's the national barbecue rankings. They have kind of a unique format that uh, 
it isn't a traditional KCBS format. So what we did is we created something that we think is very friendly to barbecue teams. Um, if Up on the stage there, you can see on the, the left are recent events. So you could go and see how somebody does at an event. Uh, in the middle uh, is something that's kind of fun. It's weekly results. Uh, so the weekly results are how a uh, how you stack up against everybody that cooked in a particular week. Um, then to the far right on the homepage is the team of the year standings. It's very fast. It's very easy to access your team. There's an area at the top where you can just type in your team name. Uh, it takes you right to your team dashboard, which shows you your team of the year rankings uh, for overall and for all four categories. It uh, gives you a badge if you win a, a GC or an RGC, and we're working on a lot of other fun badges uh, that you'll be able to, to get. Uh, it has, uh, I think, one of the cooler functions as a graph, which kind of shows you how you're cooking. You know, you have, there's the graph right there at the bottom there. Um, are you cooking uh, consistently in a category? Are you seeing a lot of ups and downs? Maybe you just have one up or one down, and you can really take a look and see how that's impacting. Um, you've got, uh, you know, the, the running badges there show you if you rank where you rank in the categories. Um, the uh, GCR RGC badges as well. Now we got a lot of fun things planned. For this. We we intend to hopefully launch the first fantasy barbecue league through this early next year. Nerds take alert! Fantasy barbecue. Thank goodness. That's I was wondering in this vast country of ours, where the hell is fantasy barbecue at? Yeah, I, I think a good. Who do you think will be the number one draft pick in fantasy barbecue? Uh, if we're picking right now, it's going to be uh, Three Eyes Barbecue. Absolutely, it's 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 possible. Depends on how we how we set it up, though. You know, we've been trying to think. Do we set it up where you can only have one team uh, category from one team? So you'd have to draft Three Eyes Chicken or Three Eyes Pork. Ah. Uh, so, you know, if you're doing pork, maybe you'd want Mark Breen, cereal griller, who's currently, I think, leading uh, pork. But uh, the other things that we, we really look forward to doing is creating a whole bunch of new races in barbecue. Uh, for example, you hear a lot of barbecuers complain, oh, you know, the teams that win Team of the Year, they cook 20, 30, 40 contests, and we only cook five or six. So we're going to uh, implement in here a race that would show you an average. So if you cook 10 contests, we're going to divide your points by 10. If you cook 50 contests, we're going to divide your points by 50 for an average so we can really see where teams stack up. Uh, as far as an average, um, there's a lot of other things built in. A couple of things I'd ask all the listeners, you know, go on there, make sure that your team's names are spelled correctly. It's amazing through these KCBS contests how many spellings some teams end up with. We found one team that has, has as many as seven spellings. So if you find your team in there multiple times, you know, email us all that information on the site and we'll merge those together with the correct spelling. So we're still cleaning up the site, but uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, of potential uh, use for barbecue teams down the road with this uh, as a really quick way to check things out. All right, so what kind of an undertaking has this really been for you guys? I mean, you know, up and running, the soft launch, all the stuff, we're officially announcing it here on the show, but what kind of back-end work and project has this been for you to actually get up and running? I would say we have over 1,000 hours into it right now. Um, we have created a really, really strong infrastructure in the back end that allows us to really uh, pull the data quickly. 
um, and, and put it up there quickly. Uh, hopefully in the future it's even going to be quicker. We're working on a couple possible uh, partnerships that would make this um, happen. Um, looking on at some ways to really expand the data that exists right now for barbecue teams. Uh, we've had, you know, we've asked some teams kind of to preview it and bring their feedback. Some teams have asked if we could put up there, you know, what does a contest uh, with certain KCBS reps look like for average scores to win? Um, so, you know, we might put up a feature that you can go in and see who the KCB reps are, BS reps are going to be at your contest and see what the average necessary to win that contest might be over the, the course of the year for them. Uh, so we've really tried to build a back end that will allow us to grow and to really bring a lot of unique information to, uh, to you know, professional barbecuers out there. And we really wanted to build it as a tool that professional barbecuers could use. And it also, you know, we also wanted it to be fast. Um, it's, it's pretty fast, even out in the middle of nowhere at a barbecue contest, uh, whereas some of the previous um, sites had loading issues and things. We really tried to integrate this uh, in a way that will allow for quick downloads on iPhones, on iPads, on Androids, uh, laptops, etc. And is this something that is including all sanctioning bodies, or is it just uh, specific to KCBS right now? Right now, it's just KCBS. Um, you know, certainly uh, we've built it in a way that uh, you know, if if we get the data, we can do whatever we you know want to do with it. Um, we're just kind of launching this right now with KCBS, um, and then after we get our feet wet with that, uh, you know, we will hopefully uh, be able to expand down the road. But uh, yeah, like I said, we got over an probably close to, if not over a thousand hours, just in in this particular. Um, version, uh, so it's it's a, a real time commitment um, and takes a while to get the thing right. But we wanted to get it right at the beginning so that we could have fun with it um, instead of be worried about bugs and things down the road. BBQRace.com is the website to check out again. BBQRace.com. Heath, before I turn you loose, anything else that you have new that's uh, coming up you'd like to talk about? Uh, well, yeah, a couple of things. Follow us at um, on Twitter. It's at BBQ Race. Um, that you know, one of the things we really hope you'll do is use the share functions on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're working on some widgets that you can put on your website too, so be uh, alert to that. And then, uh, really breaking news: no, this has not been out there yet, but we are about to launch the world's first barbecue presidential straw poll. Uh, available on our website uh, starting probably Thursday. You'll be able to get your barbecuers for Obama or barbecuers for Romney T-shirts and bumper stickers. And uh, we will tally the vote um, and of how many uh, have been sold over uh, the course of the upcoming five, six weeks. Um, you know, we're encouraging the two campaigns to eat as much barbecue as possible in those five or six weeks to release their favorite barbecue recipes. So. Be on the lookout. That's going to be uh, launching here uh, probably on Thursday on our website at porkbarrelbbq.com backslash pick the prez. Pick the prez. All right. Uh, straw poll coming out. For, always got something in the works, you guys, and that's uh, what I find endlessly fascinating about uh, having you guys on. Uh, his name is Heath Hall, Pork Barrel Barbecue, porkbarrelbbq.com, and uh, you'll see him at the American Royal. And then, of course, uh, following weekend at the Bentonville, Arkansas, Sam's Club Series finale. Uh, Heath, always appreciate the time. 
Uh, BBQRace.com for everybody. Follow them at BBQRace on the Twitter, and uh, we will talk to you very soon. Uh, good luck over the next couple weeks, Heath. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me on. And please, guys, go and check out BBQRace.com. If you got any suggestions or if you need merges for team names, send them our way, and we'll get them taken care of. And uh, stop by and see us at the Royal and in Bentonville. All right, there he is, Heath Hall, joining me uh, here on the show. BBQRace.com. Check it out. Uh, I would imagine it's something in lines of taking the place of uh, Pickled Pig. That used to be like the the place to go. And uh, I believe that is uh, now defunct. All right. Quickly. Let me get out. Uh, going all the way back to the first hour. Danny Kugel, Pitbulls Up and Smoke. We talked about a little bit on his background. How we got into competition, barbecue, and of course food. Safety, paramount. Could end up with botulism and God knows what else if you're not being careful. Don't just take stuff from anybody. Be aware. Be vigilant. Uh, we also talked with Bubba Latimer, who won the Hendersonville, Tennessee, Sam's Club Regional Qualifier. He'll be going down to the finals as well. Second hour, had a little trouble finding, but did get and talk to Pitmaster of Big Bob Gibson, Chris Lilly. Recapped the win at the Bare Bones Barbecue Competition. He likes it. Likes that style. Always open for competition. And then, of course, we talked a little bit about the evolution of barbecue and some of the bigger changes he's seen over the years. Then finished strong with Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue announcing the official launch of BBQRace.com. If you are a competitive barbecue or you want to see where you're at, BBQRace.com is the place to go. Follow it at BBQRace on the Twitter Again, if you got raw cast iron, season it each and every time you cook on it. Scrape it down, a little pan, a little Crisco. As it's cooling down, it'll burn in. You reseason it each and every time. It'll give you generations of rust-free service. got to love that. Of course, September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in tonight. To all my guests, we have a huge one already lined up for next week. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night.